Welcome to the Nate KG Podcast, where I talk with jump ropers of all skill levels with different styles, geographical locations, and fitness goals to answer the simple but all-encompassing question, what is jump rope to you? In this episode, I talk with Chris Walker at Chris Walker Fitness on Instagram. Chris is both a jump roper and a personal trainer, focusing on utilizing the jump rope for the majority of his training with clients. I've followed Chris for a while now, and he has such a passion for what he does, both as an athlete and a coach, and it's quite easy to see this in all of his posts. During my conversation with Chris, we cover a lot of ground, diving into his preferred workout method, an old hobby that we actually both share, and Chris's biggest life challenge, autism. Chris was very kind in sharing his experience with autism openly and brought up several really important perspective shifts. I really enjoyed speaking with Chris, and I know you all are going to love what he has to say as well. Also, all the social links and other info from our conversation can be found in the podcast notes at natekg.com. So with that being said, let's get into my conversation with Chris Walker. Chris, thanks for being on the show, man. How are you doing? Been really, really good, yeah. It's just, uh, it's, what, four o'clock in the afternoon? What time is it there for you? It's almost eight. <laughs> we have a big time difference between the two of us. Yeah, it's like middle of middle of the day here, really. It's lovely. Yeah, nice, man. So I figured we could kind of kind of get started with um, what you're doing right now, right? So so what are, what are you doing right now with Jump Rope? Oh, so it's a big question. So I've got a lot of things that are happening right now. So um, just qualified as a PT. So I'm um, just kind of been doing that for a couple of months trying to study. So now I'm just sort of setting things up so I can help people out. Um, I've been on a massive and awesome journey from where I started jump rope to where I am now in how my style has changed in the way that I jump rope. Um, and yeah, just kind of mixing those two things together in terms of, in terms of jump rope. I'm helping other people and helping myself really. So you you do personal training every day then that's your day job? No, actually no. So it's, um, it's my, my third job. Your third job. <laughs> so, <laughs> So my, my first job is I'm a registered dispensing optician. So I dispense glasses for children and people with uh, reduced vision. Uh, and I've been doing that for about seven years now, qualified in that. I train all of my staff as well. So I've got 30 members of staff that I supervise and train. Um, and then my second job is I'm a tutor for one of the colleges that teach students to become opticians. So I mark assignments for other students. So I really love training and helping people be better and that learning process. So this is now my third job. Um, if it can overtake and replace my first job, that would be awesome because this is like solely to train, whereas my main job is training as part of the job, mm. but not it's not like the paid part. It's just a bit on the side kind of thing. Very cool. But yeah, this is my, this is my kind of third job that I've been doing at the weekends and on my evenings and stuff. So what was... Um... What was that process of becoming a personal trainer? You said you've been studying for months. Yeah, so I um, funnily enough, um, I remember the exact moment that that, that kind of bulb sparked in my head, and it was I went to the gym, and it was one evening, a couple of my friends went with me for the first time, and I was showing them some of the things that I like to do in the gym, with like gymnastic rings, and just I guess the way I was explaining things, or just the way I was demoing them, they were like, "Wow, you'd be like a really cool personal trainer." And then a couple of months went by and I was just kind of mulling over that in my head, just thinking about that comment because it was just such a lovely compliment for someone to, to give to someone who loves training 
it's non-specifically. Mm-hmm. And then I approached my gym manager and he was like, yeah, you, I think you'd be good for it. Um, you're a good teacher and you do something that's a bit niche. So it would be good from a business point of view because we don't have someone in our gym having your kind of training style. Um, so then I went on a course. I signed up for a course that he recommended that was a, a high quality uh, training provider. Um, that was like September uh, last year. So it's been about six months or so. Um, and then, then I took my final assessment uh, about a month ago. So, oh, wow. just, uh, yeah, I, I, training at home and there was a few trips to London to do like day courses and stuff to top up like the, the personal experience. But yeah. So you've been in the gym for a while then, or, or what's your, what's your background with fitness and sports? Oh God. So I'm all over the place cause I like to, I like to mingle and like experiment. So like literally from when I was a, when I was a child, I loved playing football, basketball, tennis, ping pong, uh, long distance running, short distance running, uh, swimming. Um, so I like everything little, then. <laughs> everything, yeah. The things that if I was to think about phases that I went through where I really focused on one sport, it would be probably um, skateboarding. I did for about three or four years, oh, and yeah. I got to kind of specific styles. I used I used to really admire Rodney Mullen and like the old school. Yes. Dude, Rodney is amazing. His style is like, dude, I'm so pumped that you just said that because I used to watch him all the time when I was like 11 and 12. <laughs> Honestly, like so many of my friends would love the kind of like doing bowls and doing rails and stuff. Yes. And I just wasn't, I didn't intro. I liked the intricate flip tricks and like the floor based stuff and like primo slides. And so that really resonated with me. And I kind of became a little bit known in my little, my little friend circle for being that kind of Rodney Mullen kid that didn't fit everyone else, but just had his own thing. And then so you were doing to... wait so real quick so you were doing like primo slides primo flips like Casper flips and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I was doing like yes. 90, 900, 900 turns, and that was the kind of thing that I preferred. And I'd do like um, like double three sixty flips, and I would like to do really complex, intricate stuff, and just get them really clean. Um, yeah, so I love that sort of stuff, dude. I didn't know so you were was... a skateboarder. This is really cool. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I used to love that. And then I had to stop at one point because I really badly hurt one of my ankles, and mm. then. I never got back into it because where I'm quite a tall lad, I've always been quite heavy and boards would snap quite easily. Mm. So I put that down and then the the, the, the next sport I kind of honed in on was ping pong. I used to love playing ping pong in leagues. Um, and for the same sort of reason, I really loved playing intricate and getting to know the, the complex way you can play because um, the higher level you get, the more difficult the opponents are because they're so intricate with the way they apply spin and mm-hmm. position and things and so I used to love that too so um and then after then I went to start going gym I went like traditional gym but I had no idea what I was doing like most people when they're 18 and I just lifted weights and ate a lot of food and didn't train properly <laughs> nice. then, yeah I mean I'll be honest like I, I could squat a lot of weight but I did not have my butt go anywhere near the floor so oh, like right, it, right. you were a quarter squatter or something like that <laughs> I, it was just—it was just not cool. It was not good, and uh, so then I uh, started doing long distance running because I've always been someone who can do high endurance more than I can do like intense speed. So I—I like, I helped one of my friends train for a, a half marathon, and I didn't do the half marathon, but I just really enjoyed long distance running. So I, like, I ran that with him for a little while, and then I did uh, marathon swimming for a charity event. And, and then eventually, I found body weight training, which is what I do now mostly, like functional weight training. Um, to get my body to move in the way it's mechanically supposed to. And I really enjoy that now. And I have done that for about three years. And then I found jump rope. And so now 
where I'm at now is jump rope and like functional body weight training is pretty much what I do now. So it's kind of a long journey, but it sounds like, I mean, going from skating to ping pong, fitness, all this, it, there's kind of a, a common tangent of you seeking out something that's really technical. Like a lot of like that seems to be a pretty common thing for you is finding the oh, very specific way something is supposed to happen, like based on physics and and just that that motion, the natural motion. Is that true? I would say that, and also kind of how the physics of it can become an art form in a way. Because go back to the skating, it can be very physically intricate, but there can be some form of beauty in that, and that's what I enjoy. So yeah, that, that I would say I would say so, and even like down to swimming, like. I would focus so much on in swimming on terms of technique and getting perfect reps back and forth, and I I, just, I used to really hone in on that more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, so you you did all that. So then, how did you find end up finding jump rope? Oh wow! So I um I used to follow a lot of people on Instagram and just I used to use it as a motivational tool. Mm-hmm. I didn't post anything, didn't really talk to anyone. I just I'd follow the people that would make me want to exercise. And one of the people I used to follow, once he didn't, he'd never jump rope normally, but he posted one video one time of a cross ropes jump, um, jump rope, and I just, it was really brightly coloured. He did a crossover, I think, and I was like, wow, that's so awesome! I was like, I have to check that out. And then a couple of months went by, and I finally invested in one because I had to like pay import charges because you know I live in England and that's kind of poor. But um, I got one, and then I just kind of opened up to the idea of jump rope because. I'd known about it before, like boxes and things would use it for coordination and speed, but I'd never considered myself to try it. So I thought, let's give it a go. And uh, and yeah, it went from there. I mean, I remember learning like double unders, side swings and crossovers. And at the time, my mind, my mind was blown that a crossover was a thing because I was like, how does the rope cross but still pass around you? I couldn't work that out. Mm-hmm. When I moved on to like an EB and I learned one arm behind my back and one in front, I thought that was physically impossible and to learn. <laughs> and then each time I learned a new a new skill or a new trick, there was more impossible things that I could do with the rope that I didn't I'd never considered before. And it just and then it just spiraled from there and snowballed to where it where it's become. That's really interesting, man. Wow. So you just kind of jumped in full steam ahead, <laughs> completely complete dive into jump rope. Pun intended, I completely jumped into it, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Half the time I say that, I forget that I'm even saying a pun. <laughs> <laughs> so so do you have then any other uh, – do you, do you have any other hobbies or activities that get you fired up like jump rope or do you stick to just jump rope? So, I mean, I have like, you know, the odd things that I do and I, I mean, I'm a massive lover of food. But to be honest, it would be a lie to say that I have any other hobbies that really fire me up as much because where I'm actually autistic – I tend to really get all of my energy focused into one thing at a time, which is why I've jumped around so many sports because I'll, I'll get a fad and I'll stick to it for about a year and then I'll put it down and do something else. So at the minute and for the foreseeable future, it has been jump rope and I'll just think about jump rope 24-7. I'll constantly be working on things and I'll focus on technique and I'll just go full health for leather with one thing and it doesn't bore me in any sense the more i do that the more i get from it so it would be a lie to say i've got any other hobbies at the moment that really fire me up in the same kind of way and so you're saying that's because of literally how your brain works right like your brain is just wired 
for some Literally. kind of an activity that has that much to offer? I mean, I think, I suppose the best comparison of it is if you ever have that kind of stereotypical autistic child that you'll speak to, that one of the things that they describe as a trait is like, you'll have a conversation and they'll just talk about one topic nonstop and they can't tell when the other person's bored of it yet. Mm-hmm. That's like, it's like a physical manifestation of that. It's like, I can just do that thing all day, every day, regardless of how bored everyone else around me is of hearing about it. I'll just do it. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. Interesting. Okay. So let, so let's kind of, let's kind of dive into that because that's, I mean, that's a big piece of who you are, right? Is the autism. Can you kind of, I mean, that was, that was a great example. Can you kind of keep elaborating on that a little bit and defining, uh, what that is day to day? Well, I'll start off by saying that I haven't always known I was autistic. I found out when I was about 20, 19, um, and I'd been for a bit of counseling because of some, uh, some issues I'd have at the time and they suggested it to me. And then I went and had a consultation with a psychologist and they diagnosed it as a confirmed thing. And through the process of discovering it, right, they said that, Oh, most people when it suggested to them, especially males, they get quite frustrated. Or they can't get kind of reluctant to accept it because it's like, can be seen in a bad connotation. But I kind of was quite welcome to the idea because there's a lot of things that I'd done in my life, like habits or traits or things like these phases and fads that I'd never really understood why I did them. And then suddenly everything clicked. So like I, I'm a massive person for routine and habit. So lots of things in my life have to happen in certain ways or I have to know when I'm doing something and uh, I know how regularly it is because it makes the stress of it so minimal it makes it it allows gives me more headspace to focus on other things if those things are accounted for so for example i can't really fathom how people have a diet where they just choose what they eat on the day because that would stress me out so much not knowing what i'm going to eat every day and how much it's going to cost so having like a pre-planned diet where i know what i'm eating every day of the week and it's normally the same thing every day just with small variation means that i can pre-calculate how much it's going to cost and I know my nutrition is sorted, so I've got so much more headspace to focus on things that are more important on that kind of more spontaneous manner. Um, I mean, if you look at my if you look at my laptop, everything I've got a spreadsheet for basically everything because I like to have all of that information in front of me so I can really consider the best option in any given circumstance, and that's kind of how my brain works. Really, um, I've learned to. I know most people would think, "Oh, is that not something you'd be ashamed of, or it's not going to define you?" But I kind of like to think it's like a bit like a superpower and I've kind of even subconsciously for the first 20 years of my life, I've kind of gotten the point to the point where I'm learning to use it to my advantage because I know there's certain things that I'm better built for and I just do those things because I know that I can use those to my advantage in, in that superpower kind of way. I kind of, I'm happy that there's certain things I'm always going to struggle with. Like I'll never go to a party and feel fully comfortable around loads of people I have no idea about and but I know that if you ask me to solve a problem I could probably solve it far quicker and more efficiently than most other people and I like that feature about me so so yeah I I would imagine that also kind of trickles into coaching right because you're so I mean that mindset of really diving in and and fixing and like you just said problem solving which is which is what coaching is you know I would imagine that has helped a lot with what you're trying to accomplish there I mean does the coaching I mean do you do you love coaching? <laughs> I would imagine you love coaching, yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
the one of the part of the reason I suppose going on that one of the reasons why I'm wanted to become a personal trainer is because I really enjoy seeing people improve and seeing that kind of that moment where they click where it suddenly makes sense to them like the concept of something as opposed to just memorizing it and that stemmed from my previous job of you know training on the side of the job and now I want to do that full time because like one of the things that I would normally struggle with especially in a social situation is that communication I'm really bad sometimes at communicating what I mean but when it comes to training the whole point is you have to communicate in such a way that the other person has to understand what you mean because that's how we teach other people is how you learn is you by communicating so it, it kind of helps me kind of overcome that one key barrier that I have and one of the things that uh, one of my favorite teachers that I've ever had is a guy called Hayden in in lecturing in optics one of the things he was always so good at is he could always put into a words an analogy that made sense to that new concept so he took what you already knew but just reapplied it and I think that's so important so he would always he could always teach me something in such a simple simple way just by taking something that you already understand and just reinventing it and you're like oh really and then it's that that moment is what I love the most so yeah. I kind of yeah. aspire to be like him really I always think what would Hayden do or what would Hayden say in this situation it's really exciting too when you have an athlete that you're working with and it, it's funny because I'm like, what's more exciting when I nail a new skill that I've been working on for a while or when my athlete nails a new skill they've been working on, you know, it's like you yeah. almost get to get that same feeling of like euphoria through them almost. Yeah, exactly. It's almost like, it's kind of like the complete opposite of, have you seen that Black Mirror episode? Which one? I've definitely like, watched a lot of Black Mirror. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't very specific because they were all so good. There's yeah. the Black Mirror episode where the doctor has that kind of pain inhibitor thing where he can feel the patient's pain and then he begins to get like a, a kick off of it. He's like, oh, actually, he enjoys the feeling of sharing that pain. It's like the opposite where huh. when you see someone train, you almost share the euphoria yourself. And mm-hmm. so it's almost like you want to help them better to be better, but you're becoming, you're, in, you're getting that, that in that nice sensation at the same time in a weird sort of way. Yeah. Well, cause I love you know, it. like, I mean, you play such a critical role in helping them move forward. And then also someone like you, I think we share the idea of that, you know, giving them a very technical approach gives them tools to then go figure out so much more later on their own and, and being that person to lift them up. I mean, that's huge, you know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you just think that how many people you've influenced to be better at, as a, as a person then then they go on to inspire someone else and then they go on to inspire someone else and it just it ripples and then there's like a legacy there in and that could have been like one small sentence that you said to them or it could have been a month of coaching it doesn't really matter either way that small influence it, it just it's, it's a nice warming feeling to know that you've made a difference even on that minute level and i love that yeah yeah we definitely yep we definitely should. We've we've talked at length about that kind of thing before too, <laughs> just privately offline. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I kind of want to let, let's take a little bit of a hard left here. I'm really curious because I don't think I've even asked you specifically before. What is your fitness routine like? What are you doing day to day? Like, what's your workout? I mean, for the people who are listening, who are thinking you've just asked that for the sake of asking that, you haven't actually ever really asked me that. As much yeah. as we've talked training we've never actually asked what do i do so um my training's always evolving as i'm always learning new stuff but at the moment i train body weight and like 
functional training twice a week. I do upper body entirely twice a week. So like the front muscle, back muscle, posterior chain, anterior chain, whatever you want to call it. I train that twice a week for strength and muscle gains and for health. And then for lower body, um, especially because I've got an injury at the moment, um, I don't train any like intense leg exercises. I just jump rope. I don't have any set routine in terms of how much I jump rope, for how long, what I do drills of. At the moment, because I'm at the point where I am, I just go to jump rope. Sometimes, so, like, yes, like yesterday I went and I just ended up doing loads of releases work, but mm-hmm. I actually started off the session wanting to practice under the leg crosses. So it kind of just evolved. And I might have like certain drills that I'll do if I have a certain thing in mind, but I don't let that decide what I do. I just do it for the sake of having fun and doing it. Sometimes that lasts half an hour, sometimes that lasts two hours. Yeah, I so, definitely I definitely feel that. I do want to ask, I know this might seem a little specific, but I'm curious, on, on your upper body days, are you using machines? Are you doing free weights? Are you doing four sets of 12 reps? Are you doing five sets of three reps? Like, I'm curious what, what exactly that is. So I have a little bit of everything um, because I do a lot, and I mean a lot of like scientific study into like what exercises and what, what produce what effects and like what's beneficial to you. So I kind of have this kind of efficiency point of view to training that no one wants to be in the gym any more than they have to. So is that exercise redundant? Is it serving any real purpose? And do I need to do it? Or is it just for the fun of it? So at the moment, my routine is I work on horizontal and vertical movements. So I do at least one pull exercise that's horizontal and vertical. And I do the same for push. Um, I then do uh, a couple of exercises for certain muscles that I might be um, wanting to train specifically. So for example, I'm currently doing some strength training for handstand push-ups. So I do handstand shoulder training and I do like work on parallettes that works sort of the rotator cuffs and the anterior delts. Um, and then although a lot of people seem to be surprised by this, I never actually really train any core specific work because I do so much gymnastic and like balance work that my core is actually strong just from that. Mm-hmm. But those will be, that'll be the predominant amount of work I'll do. I'll do, at the moment, I'm really into cable work just because it could be quite easy to get a nice pump from the exercise without having to do such ridiculous intensity. So the, the injury risk is a lot lower. Um, and it's kind of a new thing for me to experiment with. But I, in the past, I have done quite a lot of higher volume, high intensity exercise. Um, so I kind of switched that up recently. I use a couple of machines, but mm-hmm. I'll normally trade those out when, if, if and when I can do bodyweight exercises. So... I mean, if I was doing, say, dips, I would do dips on the rings before I'd ever get anywhere near a bar because I'd prefer to have that, that motion, that freedom of movement to you know, use all the stabilizers and whatnot. Yeah. So the functional bodyweight movements will always be in favor of any kind of machine unless there's a specific reason or purpose for the machine to be used. Um, Interesting. But that kind of that goes back to your fitness goal. You know, it sounds like to me your goal is to feel a certain way rather than having like, you know, a bodybuilding aesthetic. Like that's a great goal to have. It just sounds like yours is a little bit different. What, what would you say your fitness goal is? Yeah. I mean, a lot of people will always say, oh, I want to lose fat and tone up. And without realizing that those are two very different goals. And I've been a subject to that same, uh, that same thinking for a long time. And so at the moment, I would say that I just want to be of a fairly healthy size with a fairly reasonable amount of muscle just be you know lean and just happy with where i am 
I don't want to be big. I don't want to be huge. And I'm definitely not training for that style because I don't do anywhere near enough volume to produce that effect. And I'm happy with that. I think because I'm so into my jump rope at the moment and that's such a key kind of goal as a priority being lighter weight is far more important to me than it is to be heavyweight so my training style is to feel like I'm strong and to be strong enough that I'm meeting certain requirements so I can lift my own body weight and I can bench my own body weight and anything beyond that is unnecessary to me Mm-hmm. Well, definitely, yeah, it's going to help a lot in terms of, yeah, you're jumping to stay as lean as possible, right? I mean, you see yeah. most most jumpers have a very slim uh, slim aesthetic, with the exception of people, you know, like Kamisi or Nick, who are just absolute powerful monsters, <laughs> basically. But, but, yeah, I mean, staying slim is going to help a lot. Uh, Nick must be using, like, super heavy handles to, like, basically be doing curls all the time because, like he's hench he's he's amazing yeah he's he's a pretty pretty strong dude <laughs> so so you've been doing a lot you've been doing a, you've been doing a lot of work you, we've talked a bunch you are out there you are hustling with jump rope stuff that is for sure man what what's coming down the line like what do you hope to accomplish in the future with jump rope so in the kind of immediate future i suppose taking on some clients and building up my, my business slowly so I can help the people in the way that we've discussed I want to. Um, that will lead hopefully to workshops. So I want to do kind of intimate workshops of like say three or four people max so that people still get that kind of one-to-one coaching but it's in a, a kind of class environment so they can feel like they're learning together. That's what kind of thing I really want to kind of plan towards at the moment. I'd love to work in a couple of the local schools at some point and really push jump rope to sort of an, a younger generation because I think kids are they've they've never got they've never got never got enough that they could be doing at the moment you know in terms of in their free time and there's lots of parks around and they learn quick so I think that's a an untapped market um, there's not enough people in my area anyway doing jump rope in in the UK so I feel like I want to I want to be someone to make a change to that and apart from that just see where things go. I mean, things have already gotten to a, a, a point that I never thought they would have done with a jump rope when I first bought one. So I can't imagine where they're going to be in two or three years more time, to mm-hmm. be honest. So it's hard to know without saying, let's find out. <laughs> yeah. No, and you you said you're from the UK? Yeah, I'm from the UK. I'm based in uh, Kent, which is just south of London. So it's about an hour, hour train away. So a lot of the events that I go to, uh, are, you know, are easy to get to, but yeah, it's um. There's a lot of boxing in the area. Interesting. There's a lot of boxing gyms. So there is people who are doing jump rope, but just not in the same capacity or in the same kind of community hub as what is on Instagram at the moment. Even with the fitness circles and stuff, they're not. They're really kind of in an isolated, you know, closed room about it. Mm-hmm. I want to bring them into the light and go. Right, look, there's these other people. You can be part of this thing. So but yeah, yeah. Like you're saying, like you're saying right there. There's a lot of different styles of jump rope and a lot of different ways to use it and you know participate in it i'm curious you know this is kind of the the purpose of this podcast you know what is jump rope for you i suppose if i had to sum it up in one sentence it would be jump rope is a form of fitness that at the same time is an art form yeah and i would i would i would i would stop at that point and i could go on at length about what i mean by fitness and art form but that would be that would be the summary to what i think jump rope is because you can you can do so much creativity with a jump rope 
and be as intricate and complex and as like physically impossible as you as you like or you can be as simplistic and like just to the bare to the bone as possible and you're using it not wrongly you're using it in a beautiful way and either and either way has such good benefits to you whether that's for your mind or for your body or like for your confidence or for whatever it, there's so many benefits regardless of how you choose to use the rope or what type of rope you use to accomplish that um and that's what i like about it it's very fluid it's um a lot of sports are very strict as to what that sport is and like how that sport differs from other sports whereas jump rope is so so big yet it's one piece of equipment and that i think i love about that wow yep that's that is an awesome answer i think honestly man that's a that's a perfect that's a perfect place to kind of wrap up <laughs> it's been a cool chat yeah man i'm really glad that we got to take the time and i really appreciate you calling even though we're on a completely different continents right now but it's been a good it's been a good talk <laughs> we're on the same planet though so it's all good awesome man well thank you so much for being on the show dude no worries i'm pleasure to have me 